0: Hi, I'm Jules Chabot, and I'm an intuitive wildlife artist. My podcast shares my connection with wildlife and nature and the messages and wisdom from the animals that I co create through my art. If you love wildlife and art and want to learn more about who they really are and how their energy and wisdom can help you to navigate your life, please visit my website at jewelshabot.com and, of course, subscribe here to my podcast. So today's episode is all about um, the process that I go through when I create, -create, co-create my art and I've had quite a few people asking me over some time about how it is that I connect with the animals and how I receive their guidance and their information when I'm actually uh, co-creating in my art. So I thought I'd just spend a few minutes today sharing a little bit more with you um, about how this all came about. So I've always been crazy about animals, um, but it wasn't until probably about 10 years ago when I stumbled across, as uh, synchronicity synchronicity tends to do, um, a wonderful book. In a bookshop and I mean I literally was walking past the shelf and the book fell off the shelf onto the floor in front of me um, and it was bright purple and immediately caught my attention and it was a book called Straight from the Horse's Mouth by the wonderful Amelia Kincaid and I just intuitively knew that I needed to have this book um, so I bought it Uh, took it home with me, had a quick look through it and started reading it. And it was all about this wonderful lady called Amelia Kincaid, who was um, a professional uh, animal communicator, which means that she intuitively um, connects with the animals um, on a thought form basis um, and through sensory information can actually uh, understand and receive information from animals um, and of course a lot of people think that's crazy um, but I was at absolutely convinced that why wouldn't you be able to do this it just seemed natural to me so i started reading the book and was totally blown away by the stories and the examples of how she'd helped people with their animals to understand them better and the wisdom and the intuition uh, and the insight that she'd had from the animals and i put it on the shelf And I never read it and never finished reading it until one day a friend of mine um, when I was at work uh, back in the day when I worked in the corporate world came rushing up to me and started telling me all about some problems she was having with her horse and I instinctively just started telling her oh you need to read this book by Amelia Kincaid and as I was telling her I was suddenly realising well why don't I actually read the book and um, and actually learn and apply this in my own life. exactly what happened so fast forwarding from then um, I read the book um, and did all the practices in it and found that I had a natural aptitude um, to be able to do this amazing skill which we can all do but we do need to learn and practice like any skill And I went and attended some Amelia Kincaid trainings, which were awesome. And I then set set up my own animal communication practice and practiced for quite a few years, um, which was an amazing, amazing time. And I taught many students uh, in the UK um, how to uh, learn and develop their animal communication skills as well. So basically that process, which I now bring through my art is that you, train your mind to be able to enter into what I'd call a very quiet sort of daydreamy space, so a little bit like meditation, where you'll close down, quieten down the chatterbox voice inside your head that's giving you a running commentary all the time, which is quite normal, but it's not very helpful when you're trying to receive incoming information from other beings non-verbally. Um, And you learn to do that very proficiently. So it takes a lot of practice and a lot of time, but the animals help you with that. So if you're ever out with animals by yourself, and you can just get really, really quiet with them, you'll find there's this beautiful, peaceful space. And this is where you need to go. And you need to be able to hold yourself in this space, open to receiving information coming into your into your brain, into your heart, into your gut, in an intuitive way, and to be able to record that. So I always have a pen and paper. And you can either just hang out with the animals and notice what information they send to you, or you can ask them questions. But you have to do it from a perspective that isn't just all about human beliefs and human thoughts you have to remember that they come from different species from a different worldview, um, and that the way that you even interact with them affects the way they behave around you as well and so it's a skill that takes many years to develop um, but once you have developed it It's the most incredible um, opportunity to tune in and really open up your true intuitive listening. And the amount of... Uh, verified information that I've had from people that can vouch for the information that I've been able to give them about their animals is absolutely incredible. And the animals never cease to blow me away and amaze me with what they share and how they share it. Because they don't speak, obviously. They send thought forms. So you might get visual images or a little video playback of something that's happened. Or you might get feelings and emotions coming through, sometimes very powerfully. Um, I've lost count of the number of times I've burst into tears because I've received some very sad or very um, uh, difficult emotions from an animal. And it comes straight through. Or it might be sounds, and it can be words, but it doesn't come from the animal as words. It's my brain translating it into words um, that happens. So I tend to get quite a lot of words because my preferred sense is my hearing. Um, And so intuitively, that's a strong inner sense that I have. So when I'm working with my animals and my art, what I do is exactly the same. I begin right from the start with my photographic references, I'll connect in with the animals and ask their permission. I always ask their permission for me to co-create their image. Um, As I do if I'm going to take a photograph, I always ask their permission first, um, and sometimes they say no and disappear, and often they say yes, and they'll pose very nicely for photographs. Um, It's always on their terms. I never impose my will on them. Um, Or if I do, I very quickly realise and and backtrack uh, and apologise. And so I start building a relationship with them and I get a sense of who they are and what their character is and their personality, but also who they are as a species and what their governing laws are as a species and what they're proud about and what their ancestral heritage means to them and that all informs the way that i respond using my art whether that's pencils or acrylics or um, soft pastels or inks it really makes no difference it comes through the way i work Um, and i hope that you can feel that in my artwork and that there is a connection there um and I love working on eyes um as I'm sure you can tell from my work I find the eyes are a, such a, a a doorway to the soul um and I get great pleasure in being able to get across hopefully their their unique personality but also their species um essence as well uh, and that soul connection so there you go I hope that explains uh in 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 ways that uh, make sense to you. I'd love to hear any questions that you have or anything that you'd like me to respond to. Um, So you can either respond here or you can go to my website at jewelshabot.com and uh, just get on my uh, get in touch page and send me uh, your messages. I'd really love to hear from you. So that's all for today. I'll be back again next week with another episode. I hope you've enjoyed today and I'm sending lots of love. Jules, bye.